Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Next up, we are so excited to be welcoming to our special on boss, Jeremy Thorne, who is the man and the brainchild behind One Man Jams, who will be performing at Boss this weekend. So welcome to One Man Jams. How are you? How are you doing? Thanks. I'm doing fantastic. This is my first Akaville chatty chat. So I'm excited to be here. It's also my first boss ever, like even as an attendee, like I've never been before and I've never performed there before. So how did this all come about? I got an email from Maron Morris, who's like someone who's been on my Facebook friends, people you may know list for like my entire life, it seems like. But I don't, I've never actually met her before and I don't know her. And so when she reached out to me and she was like, hey, we need a loop performer to like entertain during the deliberation, which is something I've done with ICCA a whole bunch. But those are two different entities. So I don't know too many. I mean, sure, I know people who work at CASA, but not people I talk to like on a regular basis, like the people I know over at Varsity Vocals. So I assume that someone who's friendly with both entities recommended me because I wouldn't know like a lot of the stuff I do. Obviously, all the stuff I do is like acapella based, but like, I feel like I'm very, very much on the fringe of that community to where like, I have no idea who maybe recommended me for this. Thank you, whoever it was, but I don't know who it was. (laughs) That's so funny. So what was it about this festival that made you want to participate? Since you had never heard of it before. I have been to a younger version of myself. has been to Sojam more than 10 years ago, probably. I think we went in college. And I went once with uh, Euphemism, like DC-based semi-pro group, like right after, I think I got into that group, maybe like two and a half weeks before I had to perform. <laughs> but I haven't been since, but like cost has always been something I've known about for like, you know, 15 plus years. And I remember seeing the, my first SoJam, I want to say I saw Sonos. God, that ages me. Yeah, no, that's cool. Who obviously is Aurora now. And there was like a Danish group, Basics. Yes. And it was nice. just like, oh man, like I've been arcing up with like me and my like 15 guys in college. And like the sound's never been this full, but two entirely different sounds. But like it's never been this full before. I did not know that like, that was possible. And I think that like my brain turned a little bit then, but then I haven't done anything cost oriented in like 10 years. So this is like, I'm like back. That's awesome. So you've mentioned or sort of referenced your time in bigger groups, both in college and then post-college. And how did you get involved in being your own group? Well, it was, I was in, I did the euphemism thing until 2011. And then I didn't like, I don't think I wiped my hands clean of like acapella. I was still doing a whole bunch of like arrangements and stuff like that. That seems to always be ongoing. But I was just like, I was DJing in New York and like that's a whole different ballgame and a skill that like I had never had in college. And so like I really put my, like dug my heels in like on the recording engineering tip, which is something I did study in college just to be able to like, like I get a song and I'm like, I'm going to play this song. I guess you request of the song but like I don't like the song so I'm gonna make a remix of it and so a lot of my acapella skills I feel like translated into my instrumental stuff and yeah. I started writing my own stuff all those instruments forever and then I, I was trying to play with bands and I was trying to play with DJs like as a rapper but it never really felt right but I knew I didn't want to be like playing piano on stage like it's kind of like my instrument accompaniment of choice it's like not how my music sounds but I picked up like a hardware looper so I would like play all of the beats because all the stuff like I'd always composed written if I could hire an engineer then I would but like normally I just like compose and wrote like all of it by myself mix all of it by myself so like being able to play it back live I think people were really gonna like what I was doing and then like two years into doing that looping thing one day I was just like you know what I'm just gonna bring like Pat and I'll just trigger the Pat I'll just sing all the stuff myself I wonder like how that'll sound this was like 2019 I think and just like the reaction from the audience 
was like unlike I've ever, ever, ever had doing anything ever. So I like went home and it's like the next 48 hours, like, all right, maybe like, can I sing that bass line for this song that I wrote? And can I like, is that guitar effect still going to work? Like if I triple, so like, that's been my brain since that show in 2019 to now. Wow. And I think I'm obviously better at it in two years, but it was something that I never, ever thought I would be in the space to do. And now it's like, because I always figured like, ah, if I want to do this, like if I want a keyboard sound in there, like you're not going to be able to convince me that that's not the right choice. Right. So like if I just use my voice, it would be limiting. Like that was my brain. That was like my process, I think for a bit. And then, and it's proven to be like the exact opposite. There's a uniqueness about it. Because like if I sing into this little microphone, like right here, then like whatever, doesn't matter what kind of effects or whatever I throw on it, like no one else is going to be able to sound like that because it's my voice. And there's something empowering about that. Yeah. I imagine too that there's some freedom in the fact that you rely solely on yourself right so there may be a freedom and also a cost yeah i think there's there's obviously like well i don't know who knows maybe at the end of this there won't be like you watch your i've spent a decent amount of time in the pandemic like watching bobby mcferrin videos because like oh yeah he's just like he's giving himself an, an enormous task and i feel i've given myself an enormous task but I also think that his voice is a lot more like my voice definitely there's a few tricks like here and there like I've heard enough people like do the little horn thing or like do the strings thing where I can kind of pick that up I think my drum set as far as like what's in my arsenal is like limited I think that my recording engineering knowledge the little bit that exists like fails me out I think my arranging knowledge and like my, my ability to write a song like I'm really pretty proud of those talents that I have and I think those bail me out a lot like I think you'll hear it in the set on Friday I'm like oh man I'm only really used I only really got like six or seven of these drum set sounds that I have in my arsenal. I'm using every single one of them. A little bit of echo here and a little bit of layer there and like drop it out every once in a while to make sure the transition's easy. Like that's the kind of stuff I think that that translates either way. Yeah. In terms of preparation for boss, what are you doing? So for me, I knew that there were a certain, as soon as they hit me up, I was like 15 minutes. I know exactly what songs I'm going to sing. And ideally it'll leave just enough space for me. But I've been, a lot of the content that I've made over the past year, especially being in a pandemic, has been like in this closet, like in front of my phone. So like for boss, I was like, I want to like, I want to do that. I want to knock it out the park. So a buddy of mine who I actually sang with in college, who was like his own video production company, like I had him come up. Well, technically I went down there to shoot and then I, I didn't deal with the situation, but like while I was down there, I was like, I know the perfect place I could shoot my bedroom two hours north of where he had to go. So I came up the next day, we shot it all, we shot the whole video in my bedroom, which is fantastic because that ties into the mood I'm going for on this album that I'm hopefully going to be releasing before the end of the year. But we finally got the first single done. But like when you see the cover of the single and see like the first couple frames of the show, then it's like, oh, it all like makes sense. So I'm glad yeah. that we did it that way. For me, at least the anytime I want to do a song, I loop hands free. So like I don't use any, I don't hit anything. More like use an RC505. That's an amazing machine. If you're going to loop, that's what I would suggest. Do not do it the way that I do it. But for me, like I know just because there's one of me, I use all of these. Like everything is like pre-triggered. So none of it's pre-recorded. But like I will tell Ableton to be like, all right, four measures in, arm that track and record it in two, three, one. I have a click like in my ear the whole time that way. Like so all of that, like I, it's like I put together like a literal MIDI file and wow. like this digital C2 will like arm a track and then like F2 will play the track or like we'll start nice. to record it as long as I hit F2 
anywhere in that little MIDI file, then it'll play that file for me. That's so it, awesome. It took me a long time to figure out how to do it. I saw that girl, Elise Trush, she like plays like all of these instruments and she does that mashup of David Call on the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Like that's just camera tricks. Nah, she didn't loop that in one take, but she did. And this is that's how she did it. So like she'll sit at the drums and then like she's already got like 16 measures later cued in to like, oh, I'll go sit at this instrument and play this for four bars. I don't have to hit anything. It'll cut on and cut off because I programmed it to do that beforehand. And I was like, yeah. this is what I need. Nice. Because before when I was looping, I was like kind of stuck to the table, had to hit certain things. But now like I can go like hands-free, wireless, almost powerless is the rig, which is fantastic. So it was nice to be able to move that around in different areas of my room. And shoot. So, awesome. But all the songs, like I've been doing these songs forever. Like there's a little bit of, I, I like to perform with call and response. If you see me at ICCA, you know, I like to perform a call and response. So like I have some of the audio from like previous ICCA sets that are like layered in there. So like the people at home will know. Nice. This is your part. You're not singing alone. I've already done this in front of people. That's awesome. I'm very, I'm, I'm really, really excited. My videographer is excited. He's shot all these songs before. So did a, he did a whole bunch of awesome, like creative stuff because he knew what things were going to look like. He's even got a little bit, I talk a little bit about like missing performing live and so he'll throw like a snippet like of overlay, like from like that same song, the shot that he's already shot. So it, it was awesome to be able to work with him. He had so much to do this week that seems way cooler than what I had to do. And he keeps talking to me like, man, I keep watching this video over and over again. I keep watching it over and over again. So awesome. I'm really, I'm really excited. Well, you all will be excited too when you check out Jeremy Thorne, aka One Man Jams. Before we go, we'll be hearing him do his rendition of Positions, originally performed by Ariana Grande. Here is One Man Jams. Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video. Only at acaville.org.